This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, January 27th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my longtime colleague and friend, Jerem Jordan. This will not be your typical BYU Sports Nation. Yesterday's tragic news surrounding the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna, along with seven others in a helicopter crash, has really collectively stunned the world. It is time for reflection, appreciation of just how fragile life can be, even for the seemingly untouchable, and a reminder to slow down, perhaps put aside differences, and hug your loved ones. Jerem, this is a really unique show and a unique time across the sports world. Uh, Bill Simmons yesterday called it the saddest day in the history of sports, and I agree. Uh, The reaction has been unbelievable. Uh, Everyone has something to say uh, about the influence and legacy of Kobe Bryant. I wasn't a Lakers fan. I was a Jazz fan, Blazers fan growing up, Jazz fan when I moved to Utah. So I didn't like the Lakers. I didn't like Kobe Bryant, right? So yesterday I thought I would be sad, but it was was overwhelming, uh, the feeling. Um, and the reaction from everyone. And uh, we're going to outline that today. We've got a great show lined up with, with guys who uh, have interacted with and been affected by Kobe Bryant as well. Yeah. If you weren't a Lakers fan, you didn't like Kobe Bryant because he was so great and so effective. Yeah, I wish Kobe had been on my team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So uh, I think a lot of people feel what you were feeling, uh, me for sure, that uh, while you didn't like him because he wasn't on your team, you respected him, and I really grew to respect the new roles that he took on since he had graduated from basketball. Yeah, he, was, uh, he became a more likable character because now the game's over, right? And everyone can just be chill, and, and he, he had gone to this other area of his life where it was like, look how happy he looked. Because he didn't look happy if he didn't win a title, right? So that competitive nature almost drove you crazy. Uh, watching, but I respected that fact. And I didn't really want to go play basketball this morning. I was kind of tired, and uh, my daughter's been sick. But I thought about the Mamba mentality. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up. Get up and go I'm going to get up, and I'm going to work harder than I would have. And so that had an effect on me this very morning. Certainly. And, uh... and I shot really well. I was motivated. I, was, I, I played well, and I felt like, you know what? I put in a little effort because Kobe had that mentality, and there's all these stories yeah. of – Play, playing the night before and doing something crazy, and then he's in the gym at five something. So I, I'm waking up at five something, and I'm in the gym at six, and and trying to get some buckets. And it's not just basketball, obviously. It's the mentality of whatever you're doing, do it the best you can. If you want to be the best at whatever your craft is, then you've got to do things that nobody else is willing to do. Yeah, the Mamba mentality, as defined by Kobe Bryant, and it's a book as well. Uh, constantly try to be the best version of yourself. So for him, that was basketball for a long time, for 20 years. And uh, then it became winning an Academy Award for a short film. And if you haven't seen his Dear Basketball video, go watch it. It's it's really, really good. Even more meaningful now. Uh, But whatever walk of life you're in, right, have that Mamba mentality named after the Black Mamba, the most venomous, most dangerous snake who will uh, strike at any time. That was Kobe Bryant on the court, right? And I I was reflecting on, uh, you know, once I moved to Utah, I was like, Okay, uh, the Jazz were really good. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace Jazz, too. The Jazz play the Lakers in game, in game five, 97, second round. Kobe Bryant famously 
had uh, an air ball in there. And I a went back and I thought, balls. oh, wait. So I went back this morning. It was four air balls. Yeah. Four air balls at the end of regulation and in overtime. So after that, they lose. And everyone's like, oh, look at the rookie. He doesn't have it. He, wor- he realized that he didn't have the legs at that point of the game. That shaped him. That shaped him. Literally shaped his legs. As in the offseason, he went and decided to work hard on that. And so that's a great life lesson as well as, you know what? I'm going to uh, look at what I don't do well, and I'm going to improve on it. And Kobe's certainly a complicated figure. There's right sexual assault uh, you know, allegations and, and whatnot in 2003 and 2004. So he wasn't without fault per se, right? But what I really respected about Kobe Bryant was – his drive, just crazy drive to be great. And then when his career ended, I've liked him way more. It's a different dude, right? It's not, it's not as competitive. It's just, he's, just a, he's just a guy. Well, he wanted to be great as a father and as right. a basketball role model, and he was doing that. And he championed women's sports. We'd like to think that we uh, are in the same category in terms of broadcasting these games and, and talking to the uh, women's sports athletes at BYU more than anybody else. And we really appreciate that part of it, right? Obviously, having four daughters, and I love the story of, uh, you know, people saying, hey, you need to have a son so that you can, you know, create the heir to your throne and whatnot. And uh, he's like, no, no, my, my daughter, she'd say, no, she'd I, pipe up, I got it. I, no, I, I got it. I'm the one. Yeah. Like, why does that have to be a boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been really affected by everyone's reaction, right? I've never seen anything like this for anyone in, in sports, right? Um, it, it was unbelievable yesterday and it really affected me. Um, and it started to affect me the most when teams started dribbling out 24 second clock violations, or taking eight second backcourt and violations eight. and the math associated with his Jersey numbers in the game, in the NBA was startling. I thought, Oh my gosh, I never realized that. And it was just unbelievable to see that. And that got me really emotional. Sure. The number 24 uh, relates to doing everything you can 24 hours in a day to make your day great. Uh, So many different things that went into it. And when I left this morning and even last night, you want to hug your kids a little bit more. It just life. It's a reminder of how fragile life really is and how quick it can be over. I just, for me, I didn't want to believe it. I kept telling myself, no, no way. We all thought it was fake. There's no way. No way. There's no way. This is not real. This is not real. It's not happening. Not Kobe Bryant, not the mom, but there's no no way. There's no way this happened. It has to be fake. Um, And unfortunately it's not, but yeah, it, it, uh, with the social media wave that has developed, everybody is able now to kind of, connect with this and share an opinion and see everyone else's opinion, how many people he impacted and affected and touched. And we're talking about a worldwide icon that spoke several different languages and spoke to people in their own language about basketball and about the Mamba mentality. And he toured the world and he won gold medals. He was a worldwide icon. It's not just a basketball star. Kobe Bryant's not just your average basketball star. He's right there with Michael Jordan, his branding, uh, his persona, Everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is, even mm-hmm. if you're not a one, sports fan. One word. He's one Kobe. of those one-word guy. Legend, icon, one name. Yeah, and, and for years, right, you, you throw a piece of trash in the garbage. You Kobe! Go, Kobe! Contested shot, and it should be that way forever, right? Um, people have proposed, you know, redoing the logo instead of Jerry West doing it as Kobe. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that didn't happen, right? Tomorrow night, by the way, the Lakers play the Clippers in Staples. Wow. What kind of scene will that be? Wow. That's going to be unbelievable. I saw somebody suggest that the NBA go to an 81-game season this year. 
because of his 81 points that he scored in the game, where they just everyone just watches the game go goodbye on the schedule. You think about 81 in the modern era. That is nearly impossible to do. That's unbelievable. He had a 55-point second half against the Raptors. That's crazy. Of course, watching him uh, lead the Lakers to uh, win over the Jazz in a tight one and scoring, what was it, 60, 61 points? I mean, that was unbelievable. I I recalled this morning I'd forgotten that I actually worked for the Lakers Spanish feed in Kobe's final game in Utah. And I'm looking through my photos, and I realized, and I tweeted them out right before the show, I, I realized I went down on the court, and I don't, I don't do this. Um, I, don't, I don't take a lot of pictures with this. I'm just trying to stay out of the way. I don't want to get in the way. Um, but on that day, I took a picture with Kobe in the background warming up. And I thought, this is something special. I need to capture this. Certainly. I had forgotten until right before the show, just minutes before, that I, I was down on the court and, and got to kind of soak in that, that last game in Utah, and he was so gracious. And the Jazz put together a great video about love and hate. Um, and, and just what a, what a career. And it's just so, it's just so sad. And then you hear about his daughter being in the plane with him and then seven other people. And that number grew from five to nine quickly. We thought it was five for several hours and then it became nine. I was like, Oh, the orange coast, uh, college, uh, men's baseball coach. Yeah. The baseball coach, his wife uh, and daughter. Yeah. It's it's just sad. And and where was he headed on a Sunday morning to go take his daughter to a game at the Mamba Academy? And when all the people in there realize what's going on, they all take a knee. You see the emotional images of LeBron James coming off the plane and crying. It's just, I, I've never seen anything like this. The, the, and this tells you what kind of impact he had on people. And I do want to mention this, too. The BYU volleyball team for a long time has wore the Kobe Bryant shoes. They've forever, and they still do. Sean Olmstead gave me a pair of Kobe Bryant shoes yeah. as a gift, and I have them on right now. I was really jealous when he gave those to you because <laughs> I was like, those are nice shoes. <laughs> and so his impact has gone beyond uh, just basketball. Uh, yesterday, Neymar, famous Brazilian player, he plays for uh, PSG uh, in France there. He scores a penalty kick, and he signals 2-4, right? It's just all over the world. This is an unprecedented situation, and uh, – it's, if, he's, if he's older uh, and or had cancer or something, it would also be tragic. But there were nine people who died. One of them was Kobe Bryant, and he was just taken too young. <clears throat> he had started to be ha- uh, happy, right, with his family and with his post-basketball career. And uh, it's just really tragic. And, and yesterday, my daughter was sick, so I'm at home all day uh, with the fam. And I see the TMZ tweet about eight minutes after it happened. And I then proceed to just sit there and stay on my phone and watch TV for 10 hours. Yeah. Just encaptured uh, in, in by it all. Yeah, it's, all, it's and, hard and not to be cons- that consumed by that. Yeah, um, and, and went through waves of emotion where I was okay and then I wasn't okay. And, and my daughter was in our bedroom and she comes downstairs and I'm holding her and I'm explaining to her more about who Kobe Bryant is. And she actually wrote this note um, <clears throat> that... I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to read, but I'll try. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant dies on a helicopter, and Kobe was 41. Kobe's not scared. It is sad for Kobe. Kobe tried so hard. Kobe can score 60. Kobe dies in 2020. This is Kobe. And she wrote 24 or 8 on his jersey. Mm. She, she kind of took all that in just watching. As a six-year-old. On TV. I, we have a book of basketball. It's ABCs, and, and he's V for Venom. Right in it, so I've explained a little bit, but not much. And so even she was kind of taking it in. And I, I wake up my 18 month old son, and I'm, I'm thinking he, he never knew Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But later I'll say, hey, the day he died, you know, we, we were there watching it and taking yeah. it in. And 
It was just, it's just so tragic. It's just so sad. And I can't imagine what LA and what Lakers fans are going through right now. I have a brother-in-law who's a huge Lakers fan. I'm texting him. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, I'm sitting here crying watching ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to uh, kind of compare it to a situation as I thought about Venna and my own kids. Jax is eight, Jets four. I remember as a child when the Challenger space shuttle exploded. I think I was five or six. And even then, so even even as a little person, I understood the gravity of that tragedy. And I saw what it did to my parents and on the news. And so I'm gathering that our little ones are watching this and they'll they'll kind of have that type of reaction like, well, this this is this is not normal news. This is somebody that really mattered and was was important and was influential. Um, and uh, it just it's hard to process. Um, I appreciated that you put that out and and uh, and shared that because those are those are really personal things. Um, and it's hard not to reflect on how death can impact you because when I went to sleep last night and as I was processing it through the evening, I just thought this is one of those things that makes me want to be better. That makes me want yes. to try harder. Wants yes. me to meet me to, I want to wake up tomorrow and be better and be kinder and, uh, put aside any differences that I might have or, you know, petty grudges, things mm-hmm. like that. It just, it's, it, it is incredible how a moment like that, it's almost unfortunate that it takes a moment like that yeah. to, to push us to a hard reset. But I, that was what I was dealing with yesterday was I just, I want to be better. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better coworker. I want to be a better person in general. I want to live my life in a way uh, that I can help people be more happy and, and uh, uplift and motivate and inspire in any small way possible. Um, and so that's kind of what I was thinking about. And obviously this, this is largely going to dominate our conversation today. We understand our job is to provide BYU Sports Nation with any news and headlines relevant to the current realm of BYU athletics. And we'll get to that uh, in, in a few moments. But uh, it's going to be about Kobe Bryant today. And our guests today include NBA analyst uh, in Los Angeles for a long time, former NBA player, BYU great Michael Smith. He obviously has a very unique perspective of Kobe Bryant having watched him closely for a number of years. Uh, and we're going to get his uh, kind of his idea of what this impact or, or how it will impact things and the Lakers-Clippers game tomorrow, what he anticipates will happen in something like that. Also, we'll speak with former BYU football great Chad Lewis. Ch- Chad tweeted about Kobe Bryant wearing the number 89 Chad Lewis jersey. Kobe was a lower Marion High School product uh, on the East Coast, Philadelphia Eagles fan. So how about that? He's wearing a Chad Lewis jersey at one point. Um, Pretty unique stuff. So with Kobe Bryant clearly trending today, uh, we'd like to kind of jump into some of the BYU personalities that have tweeted about him and his impact and how it affected them. And we'll start with uh, one of the all-time greats at BYU, Jimmer Fredette on Twitter, who tweeted, such a sad day. Rest in peace to a legend. He was an inspiration to so many, including myself. Prayers to his loved ones right now. Hashtag Mamba. Jimmer played in an NBA exhibition game. It was either his first or second game ever as a member of the Kings against the Lakers, and he had an interaction with Kobe Bryant. And Kobe was guarding him. Think about Kobe's career, where it spanned, right? Kobe... Kobe guarded, uh, you know, met up with Sean Bradley all the way to Kyle Collinsworth, 
perhaps, and Brandon Davies, right? That that 20-year span is just unbelievable. Yoli Childs, current BYU player, of course, on Instagram. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they do. That's a quote from Kobe. Now, Yoli. I've been thinking about all the stories I've heard about Kobe that inspired me and all the games I stayed up watching as a kid. His relationships with his daughters and his work after basketball. Kobe's legend will live forever. His work ethic and passion will continue to inspire me to be great at what I love. And that's where the impact is here. This, is, well, this wasn't just a great basketball player. This was a guy who created an entire way of life in terms of attacking life with a vigor that was more than you thought you could accomplish, right? And uh, Kobe Bryant had a unique uh, situation with uh, technology as well. So when he comes out, that's 95, 96, right? That's when everyone kind of has an email and has uh, the internet. So he, he is when the internet happens, right? And all of us, all, all the way up to memes and vines and TikTok and whatnot, he grew up with the media too. And we felt like we grew up with him because we're introduced to him when he's 17. And he's only five years older than I am and like three and a half from you. So there's some relatability to that, which is, which is unique as well. Certainly. I, I played in a basketball tournament in the year 2000 uh, in Las Vegas called, at the time it was called... Uh, the big time, the Las Vegas big time, and it was one of these premier high school tournaments. And I was looking at a list of the MVPs of this tournament, and I noticed that Kobe Bryant had won it like two or three years in a row, like <laughs> 94, 95, 96, Kobe Bryant. And, and you thinking, thought, I can join this list. I was thinking, <laughs> one, why am I here playing in this tournament if Kobe Bryant is the MVP of this event? It's Northridge doing here. All these NBA guys, but um, just, yeah, I – I knew who he was clearly very well in that moment. Like he, he had already established himself as one of the basketball greats and it was only the year 2000. And then you see what he did the next 20 years. It just, it is unbelievable how many people he impacted. Um, and I, I remember when, uh, when Michael Jackson passed away and what that meant to the world and the entertainment business. And I saw that because I was working in news in Colorado at the time and it just kind of, the world kind of stopped. It was just it stopped. And so, but this one impacted me more than that because I felt like I had way more of a personal connection, probably because he was a sports figure and because of yes. social media. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, do you, hopefully you feel like you kind of know us, right? We don't know you, but we feel a connection to you, Sure, right? Um, in, in a similar way, right? We feel like we have a connection to Kobe Bryant. I never met Kobe. He doesn't know me, right? I don't really know him, but I know him. I feel like I know him, and that connection matters. And you and I love basketball. I love basketball. That is my favorite sport to play. So a piece of basketball died yesterday, and that was really hard, right? He's one of the iconic figures in the history of the game. Certainly. More reaction coming up, including uh, Jackson Emery, Brandon Davies, Kyle Van Noy, things that they have said, Harvey Longy, and, of course, I mentioned our guests today, Michael Smith and Chad Lewis. Our question of the day, pretty simple. What is your favorite memory of Kobe Bryant? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. At Googs53 answers on Twitter. I grew up a Lakers fan and loved watching Kobe. I have tons of great memories watching him play. My favorite memory was being able to go to a playoff game, game four, against the Jazz in 2010, 
when the Lakers eventually won the championship that year. Sorry, Jazz fans. Yeah, most of the time that's what it was, right? Uh, Sorry, every other basketball fan. Sorry, Celtics fans. Sorry. I mean, it's just, there's that, I watched that commercial of, the fans where Kobe Bryant came out, Nike produced it. Where there, there's people are saying, I hate you, Kobe. You stink. Hang it up. And he's just like kind of ushering in this. Or, he's orchestrating like these fans that are shouting their disapproval um, and then walking out the court. But at the end of the day, you, you respect him and for what he accomplished in, in yeah, and outside of basketball. Yeah. yeah. Kobe Bean Bryant killed in a helicopter crash outside of L.A. along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and seven other people on their way to a basketball game uh, at the age of 41. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation coming up after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as Coach and Zach Selye sit down with Greg Rebell. The Cougars prepare for Pepperdine St. Mary's this week. Watch it on the BYU TV app, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Tomorrow night we will have reaction from players and Coach Pope about passing with Kobe Bryant as well. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. As Jerem just mentioned, we are remembering Kobe Bryant today. And joining us now to uh, do so from a unique perspective on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is former BYU basketball legend, NBA veteran, and a longtime NBA analyst in Los Angeles, Michael Smith. Michael, nice to have you back on the show. I wish it were under different pretenses, um, but we appreciate the time. And let's start here. What was your reaction to the news of Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash along with eight others? First of all, disbelief, right? I mean, uh, I was in town Saturday to do a jazz game, but I was in Vegas Friday, so I drove my kids there, and they were in this huge dance competition the whole weekend. So believe it or not, I'm like driving to Vegas and getting things set up for a Friday night competition. Saturday morning, I jump on a plane. I go to Salt Lake. We do that 3 o'clock jazz game, great victory over the Mavericks, and then fly back. And then Sunday's the final day of the competition, so... I'm sitting in this huge auditorium and kind of in the details of changing costumes for our kids and all that. And and I'm on a group text chain with my fellow jazz broadcasters whom I love, like Boone and Thurl and Bowler Jack and Kristen and Olemma and David Locke. And we're, you know, nobody's, that's just one of those group text things that sits on your phone and Thurl says to everyone did you see the the kobe story and so immediately i click on it and this is moments after it happens right so tmz is the only source and like we're all kind of going back and forth and we're we're obviously in disbelief first like nobody is like i'm i'm not believing the story i'm like no way i mean he just tweeted last night uh, congratulating lebron there's just I think that one of us even joked like, boy, he's taken LeBron passing him very hard. I mean, we, we just were in shock. And then like we started searching and the next word was Fox News con- confirming and U.S. Weekly confirming, ESPN confirming. I was like, no way. And and guys, I'm I'm not going to say I'm, I'm not an emotional guy. I am. I'm like, I'm one of these renaissance guys who loves music and you know loves great literature and movies and can be moved by those things to tears and 
But at the same time, uh, in the funerals I've been to and moments where someone has passed, I, I'm not one to break down. And I'm literally sitting in this auditorium full of all these parents, I mean, hundreds of people, and I lose it. Mm. I mean, I lost it. My wife runs over. She's like, what the heck just happened? And I'm like, Kobe was just killed. And she's like, what? And it's not like I'm best friends with him. We're colleagues and brothers, you know, fraternal brothers from the NBA. And But I have had, you know, a hundred plus encounters with him because we shared the same building and shared the same airport. And he and I are like the only two that lived down where we live, which is an hour south of L.A. In all these years, the last 20 years, everyone else lived, you know, up, you know, to put it in Utah terms, like uh, the jazz and their broadcasters and their workers all lived in the Salt Lake area, but Kobe and I, so the equivalent of like whatever, Bowler and Donovan lived in Provo. You know what I mean? That's kind of the equivalent. We're like, we, we bonded on that and bonded on our, our language skills. We both spoke Italian and Spanish. and But I lost it. And it just, I don't know, it was so... And I was just with him three weeks ago. And I don't mean... We sat together at a game, but we were both courtside at a game, and I walked over, and we chatted for like eight minutes before the game started. It was Lakers-Mavericks. Mm. And I just, I, it was shocked. I was shocked, stunned, and deeply saddened. And, you know, I was a wreck all day. And, and it was just a dichotomy because I'm in the midst of celebrating my kids yeah. performing in these great musicals and competitions. And my son was the lead in this cats production for their, their group. And they took the platinum award. They won the best overall performance of the whole thing. And so I'm experiencing the whole gamut of emotions in one day. It was really surreal. The, connection everyone feels to him is really unique uh, <clears throat> bill simmons said this is the saddest day in sports history and uh, i think we agree with that what was it about him that made us all connect to him in this unique way and mourn him uh, so intensely you loved him or you hated him i mean you, you you just did i grew up here in la so when i'm in high school imagine the lakers winning five titles right and magic is the messiah magic because the Lakers have a long history of losing before Magic. So this has to go back to our older listeners who, you know, the younger generation won't recall it uh, because the NBA was not on TV and the NBA's not even on TV when Magic is doing his magical things. It really isn't. I mean, guys, you, you two are too young to even understand this, but when I'm 14 or 15 and loving basketball, there's one game a week on Sunday at 1230, right in the middle of church usually, and one on Friday night at 1130 on tape delay. And that's it. Mm. There's no internet. There's no highlights other than your local, you know, anchors, your sports anchors, who, you know, could show you glimpses for their two and a half minutes of television at night. And that's it. You lived with that. But I guess the stories became larger. But this guy was the, the villain you, you love to hate. And he was also, if he was on your side, man, you loved him. You thought he could deliver anything. So if Magic was the Messiah, this guy's the second coming, right? He's, he's the second coming to Laker greatness. The first one brings five titles. He brings five more. And I think it's harder to do the second time. But at least 
geographically, like locally in Los Angeles, Kobe was beloved. You know, uh, I'd say a large portion of the Laker fan base is not the Showtime Hollywood, you know, front row seats. Their fan base is built by the upper bowls. And a lot of that fan base speaks Spanish. Uh, They're not of the higher income. And they loved him. And maybe it's because Kobe spoke Spanish and Italian. And maybe it's because, I don't know, there was something about him that, aside from the incredible skills and work ethic and and listen, he, he, he had his ups and downs, right? He has the the indiscretion and the trial in 03 that, you know, if you hated him already, you probably hated him more. And then, of course, he's the guy with, you know, ice in his veins who walked into arenas and can go from shooting air balls in the playoffs against the Jazz to years later breaking their hearts. <clears throat> Michael Smith, former BYU legend, longtime NBA analyst with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, It it was emotional to watch his interactions with his daughter, Gianna. And Kobe uh, had four daughters, and it was clear that they were priority number one for him, his family. And I really enjoyed watching him take his mama mentality to being a father and a father figure and uh, just – I appreciated that. And Jerem said earlier, I liked him more after he retired because he wasn't killing the Jazz or killing your favorite team. But but as great of a basketball player as he was, I liked what he was doing as a father in the public eye and for women's sports. So, I mean, what kind of legacy is he going to leave behind when you consider everything he was doing? I think it's pretty self-evident, like like the reaction the reaction globally is is telling. It's revealing. And, you know, this guy's not perfect. He was never perfect. And self-absorbed, yes. Psychotic in a self-interested way, yes. I don't mean that clinically, but I mean just obsessed with becoming great. And so as a player like that gives you what we determine his all, right, for 20 years. And the way he goes out is memorable with 60 against the Jazz in his final game. And it's interesting, Bowler on our group text yesterday says, uh, we called his last game. I mean, they did. Um, but yet then to turn it off at the end of it all and be able to be so at peace with what he gave I think is admirable. I think we look at that and we say, okay, we didn't like this guy for a lot of the time. I mean, I loved him because I grew up here. Imagine my, imagine my uh, secret conflict, right? <laughs> Working for the Clippers, but yet loving the Lakers because they were my team growing up. And so I, I often would say that I rooted for the Lakers every single game except when they played the Clippers. And they never played in the playoffs, so the Clippers were usually out. And then I could like truly show my colors and root for them, the Lakers, to win. But it, it's it's admirable. It's refreshing to see someone give it so much, and when it was done, say I'm out, and then go embrace what's next and give it my all there. And I would say the next step has been, you know, business and artistic pursuit, and first and foremost, family. And so these images that we're all seeing of him and his daughter courtside, I just witnessed that. Three weeks ago, I'm looking across the court watching him teach her 
uh, at a game. And specifically, they were there to see Luka Doncic. And Kobe made sure Luka came over and said hello to his daughter. That was surreal to me three weeks ago. Here, Kobe, as great as he is, and let me put his greatness in perspective, guys, right? His first year, he averages 7, then 15, then 19. The next three years, and he's drafted as a 17-year-old, right? He's born in August of 78. He's drafted in June of 96. He's not 18 Crazy when he's drafted. It's unreal. And so those first three years, he's just, you know, he's just trying to figure it out. But the next three years, he wins titles. 2000, 01, 02, they win it all. The next six years, he is not only the best player in the NBA, in my opinion, he's so much better than everyone else that one of the greatest travesties of his life is during that stretch, he wins one MVP, mm. only one. He's not only the best in the league during that time, he's so much, so by far the best, that it's sickening to me that he doesn't win, but he's not liked by the media. He's not fan-friendly. He's not adored like Steve Nash was. He's not fresh and new like Nowitzki was. And the media gets voter fatigue, right? Otherwise, you know, Michael Jordan would have won MVP every year. Apologies to Carl Malone. And LeBron <laughs> would win MVP every year. Apologies, you know, right, to the other guys who win them in those stretches. But during those six years, the media falls in love with the pace of the Phoenix Suns. And I love Nash to death and think he's brilliant for being less than physically dominant to do what he did and win an MVP was awesome. And the next year, his numbers are better. So they had to give it to him again. And in that stretch, you give a title or a MVP to Nowitzki because he was great for one year. But those six. Yeah. And those six years, Kobe's so much better than everyone that it's, but anyway, I, I think it's great. Um, he wins an Oscar. Uh, gosh, four weeks ago, a new company I'm doing, we went to meet with his people in Malibu and pitched it to him. And so that's one of the reasons and one of the things I talked to him about at the game. I was like, hey, did your people tell you about my new company? And he goes, no, not yet. I'm going to get on them. I said, good. And I said, did, uh, I said, have you picked up golf yet? He goes, Mike. He goes, first of all, I'm terrible. And I said, I can teach you to become great because you don't want to be terrible. And he says the following to me. He says, I don't have the time to become great at golf. There's too much life out there to live. That's three weeks ago, guys. Mm-hmm. That's his comment to me. I'm like, we live down here 10 minutes away. I'm like, I'll teach you how to play. He goes, no, I got too many things I still want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just super sad. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, we appreciate the time, and uh, I know this is a really hard thing for you to process personally, but um, we, uh, yeah, collectively offer you our thanks to help us as we try and process the loss of Kobe Bryant as well. I appreciate being on, guys. You guys do a great job. Go Cougs. Go Jazz. You got it. Thanks. Thanks, Michael Michael. Smith on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Wow. Uh, If you missed that conversation with Michael Smith, highly recommend you download the podcast and listen to the entirety of it as soon as possible. Uh, As promised, we do have some headlines coming up from around the BYU Sports Nation world and much more on Kobe Bryant and how he impacted BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play, and enjoy On Demand. Subscribe, rate, and please review. 
As promised, on a day that we are remembering Kobe Bryant and his impact on the sports world, there are still some headlines to get to, and we'll do so in the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars blew a 14-point second half lead to lose at San Francisco, 83-82 Saturday. TJ House scored a team-high 20 points. Congrats to TJ for the consecutive game-started record in BYU history, 123 now, passing Jeff Chapman. Yoli Childs had 19 points, 8 assists, and 7 rebounds. BYU now 4-3 in league play, tied for third. Cougars host Pepperdine Thursday, and then St. Mary's is in town Saturday night this week. Volleyball. The second-ranked BYU Cougars remain undefeated as they top number 5 UC Irvine in four sets. BYU now 8-0. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez led the team with 22 kills, 11 digs. Davide Gardini contributed 16 kills and four blocks. Now it's really on. BYU takes on number 3 UC Santa Barbara this Friday and Saturday. Gymnastics. Both undefeated. Can't wait. Brigham Young put up its highest score since 2004 on Friday at Southern Utah, a 197.075. Wow. Incredible. Seven Cougars set career highs. Abby Miner won the all-around. She continues to dominate. Shannon Evans returned from injury to earn a 9.875 on the vault. Track and field. Whitney Orton had quite the weekend, breaking the school record for the indoor mile at the Dr. Sander Invitational on Saturday, running a 4-minute, 29-second, 76-hundredths mile. Wow. Beating the previous record by almost five seconds. It's the top mark in the women's mile in the NCAA this year. She also holds the BYU record for the indoor 5,000 meters. Women's basketball. The Cougars extend their streak, uh, win streak to five games with a 71-48 dominating victory against Santa Clara thanks to 15 points and seven rebounds from Sarah Hampson. Golf. The BYU men play in the Southwestern Invitational today and tomorrow in California. Tony Finau on the PGA Tour finished at 10-under, tied for six at the Farmers Insurance Open in the San Diego area at Torrey Pines. Zach Blair finished 6-under par, tied for 21st. Blair having a nice uh, move back into the PGA, tied for 51st in the FedEx Cup standings. Tennis. Men's team lost 4-3 to number 41 Harvard on Friday, and Saturday BYU lost 7-0 against number 39 Minnesota. Cougars in pro hoops. On Friday night, Eric Mika and Kyle Collinsworth played against each other in Salt Lake City in the G League for the Stockton Kings and Salt Lake City Stars. Mika scored 26 for Stockton, had 14 rebounds and a loss to Salt Lake City. KC had 12 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. Jimmer! Jimmer Fredette had 22 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds, and a Panathinaikos win in Greece. Rugby. The BYU men's team dominated Texas A&M 73-8 on Saturday. Hockey. And the men's team lost 6-5 to the University of Colorado Friday. Chase Christensen had three goals for the Cougars. Thanks again to BYU Hockey for having uh, Venna and I out to drop the puck. Uh, I didn't actually drop it. I let Venna drop it, and she did a great job. That was the right move. That was really fun. That was the correct they, move. They're really nice to us. We appreciate it. All right, more on the Kobe Bryant situation coming up. More of your favorite memories, more of the impact he had on BYU athletes, including Chad Lewis, who is in Studio B to reminisce about Mamba. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV, we have got a great match. Number two BYU, number three UC Santa Barbara, both undefeated Friday and Saturday, by the way. 9 Eastern time, BYU TV this weekend. Don't miss it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Unique show today. 
As uh, the sports world collectively kind of processes through the tragic death of Kobe Bryant at the age of 41 in a helicopter crash, and uh, we've already talked to Michael Smith, longtime NBA analyst, had a great relationship with Kobe. Download the podcast if you missed that. And if you're just joining us now, then you're just in time for Chad Lewis, who uh, understands that Mamba mentality. And He's wearing a jersey. Hard work. And I mean, this is the first. You show up, you're repping. Now, you're wearing Kobe's jersey, and there's a backstory here. He wore your jersey, Chad, as an Eagles fan. That's right. He's a big. He's from Philadelphia. Huge Eagles fan, and people would call me when he was wearing my jersey in pregame shoot around. I'm like, "You sure it's not just like an Eagles jersey?" He's like, "No, C. Lewis on the back, '89. This is your jersey." <laughs> and so I always wanted to talk to him. Never did. So this jersey, this is Reno Mahe's jersey, who loves Kobe, loves the Lakers, and his daughter wore it to school this morning. And I just went and picked it up from him to, to wear to honor. If, if Kobe's going to wear my jersey, I'm going to wear his jersey. I'm going to the Jazz game tonight, sitting close, and, and I'll be repping Kobe's jersey. Um, and talking to Reno, who lost his daughter, Elsie, two years ago, he said, you know, the interesting thing about this is when Kobe died and I was watching for hours, he said there was something in me that came back alive. And uh, he shaved his beard. <laughs> And he just hugged his kids, thought about his family. And he said, you know, I'm going to be better uh, because of this. And we were teammates for four years in Philly. I love Reno. And uh, so this isn't just mama. This is Reno, too. So what a day. Wow. It's a, it's a sad day in sports. It's a sad it day. And we talked about that impact, too. I, last night I was kind of tired. Sometimes I play basketball on Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. It's early. You know, we play at like 545 or whatever. And I thought, you know what? Kobe would get up. <laughs> Kobe would get up. So I got yeah. up, and I had a great day shooting the ball. And I thought, you know what? This wouldn't have happened had I not been motivated by yeah. someone I didn't know, but I was inspired by. And, and that's what I love about Kobe Bryant. His inspiration was be your best self, the Mamba mentality. Yeah, rip it. I, I talked to Mike Littlewood late last night on the phone. He was very good friends with the Juco baseball coach that passed away. And it was mm. like, oh, man, like – Nine people in such a tragic accident yesterday. Um, and talking to Reno, it was like, we're all fighting for these uh, personal connections we have with Kobe. Kobe wore my jersey, or, or I have this picture with Kobe. And the one thing that Reno said was the plan of salvation, that Christ is the balm of Gilead. Christ is the answer. Christ is what allows us to have comfort in the middle of um, pain and and so I think when we can have those personal relationships with Christ, like he is my older brother, he is the savior, he did go through the atonement for me, then it's like we can take pain that happens, you know, Kobe, and we can, we can find comfort in pain. And that's, that's the miracle of the gospel. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, going through something like this without a belief and a faith in that this is this is not the end. And uh, it's extremely poignant for me because, and I know you can relate, Chad, I lost my father uh, in late September. And even getting through that, having to say goodbye now is hard because it is the unknown. Like, well, what's going to happen next? But uh, the idea and the belief that this is not the end is, is something that's really cathartic. And I know it obviously transcends um, and it carries across all of BYU Sports Nation. That's right. Wow, what a day. 
And this, uh, there's no easy way to transition from Kobe, but we're going to do it. Let's um, talk football. Let's talk football. So Andy Reid, your coach of the Eagles, this week will play in the Super Bowl. He is the his, best. His second. Oh. I wish you had played in that other one, but you caught a touchdown pass just to get your team <laughs> into it, right? Uh, famously. Now he has a chance to win one. Um, what are your thoughts on Andy Reid and, and his second Super Bowl this week? Oh, I'm so happy for him. I was lucky enough to go to the last week's game and talk to him after the game and talk to Danny and um, – those guys are just incredible. Andy, what he's done for, for me and then for so many people. Um, and I talked to the assistant head coach right after the game, Dave Tobe, uh, special teams coach. And the first thing he said was how we all feel. He said, man, I'm so happy for Andy. He's a coach. Like, he could say, I'm so pumped. I'm going to the Super Bowl. And he said, I'm so happy for Andy. Well, that's how we feel because Andy has, he has the gift of people. And he has the gift of taking organizations, turning them from lemons into lemonade. He has the gift of speaking real, being a real guy. Um, And so here he is taking another team to the Super Bowl. Chad Lewis with us on BYU Sports Nation. Um, Yeah, I had an interaction with Andy uh, in October when I went and watched the Chiefs play the Broncos in Denver. And we were talking about this during the break, but... It is incredible the love he has for BYU. I mean, I just I, I mentioned <laughs> I you and uh, Tammy, his wife, was carrying some BYU swag, and, and he just said, man, I just I, I love that place. I, I love my Cougars is what he said. Yeah, he and, came to BYU as a great man. He left as a great man, uh, but, but he left with so much more. He fell in love with Tammy, and he's like, Tammy, you know, they're getting closer, and she's like, Reed, now I want you to know, when I get married, I'm getting married in the temple. He's like, what's the temple? She's like, you better find out. <laughs> and so he did. He, he joined the church. Um, he's a completely active member. He's, he's an inspirational coach, human being, friend. He's got the entire package. And he's had his own. You know, his son Garrett passed away. I know that uh, he's feeling this, Kobe Bryant, with his team preparing for Super Bowl, Super Bowl week. Mm. All those guys on his team have relationships with Kobe. I'm sure some of them are close. And he also has that same Reno Mahe-like, you know, personal story. And I think he's not going to use it to his advantage, but he's going to use it to connect with his guys because he loves his guys. Here's something interesting. He texts his players up to 50 times a night. Like, they'll text him, like, hey, Big Red, what's up? You know, what's up with practice? He'll, he's in constant communication. It's kind of amazing for an older guy to be so with it. You know, I, I guarantee if we're on this set right here and I texted him, Andy, what's up? Good luck. He would shoot something right back and say, tell those two knuckleheads what's up. You know? <laughs> he's just, he's an amazing guy. I love him. You mentioned to us during the break something cool uh, that he would have you pray um, to the team or, or with the team. right? Yeah. And, and, he sent you a Christmas present that was pretty meaningful. Yeah, yeah his Christmas yeah. present was special. It came in a FedEx package. My kids were like, what is it? Well, it was a picture of Danny Sorensen standing and praying after practice on Christmas Day with the Chiefs. And he would have Brian Dawkins or Troy Vincent do that on Thanksgiving, then he would have me do it on Christmas. And it was something special that, that just he did. He'd come up and talk to me before. He's like, are you willing to do this? And, and so when he sent me that picture of Danny, it was, uh, that was something special. That's a good dude. Man. He's as good as they come. Absolutely. Uh, now, interestingly enough, as you look at the other sideline, I know, I know you have great love for Fred Warner, too, and the San Francisco 49ers. Big time. And the legacy that is the 49ers. And a lot of BYU fans are 49ers fans because of Steve Young and other players that have gone through that, that franchise. So 
how do you handle this game emotionally? Uh, because you have guys that you love on both sides. Yeah, because I'm, I'm so pumped for Fred Warner, too. I mean, that guy, he has done nothing but dominate for the 49ers. His speed, his ability to make plays and tackles, he can cover anyone. Um, when they first said he was going to be moved to middle linebacker, I thought, are you sure? Like, middle linebacker, you're taking on guards? And he just stepped into that role and made plays. I believe he put the best defense in the league on his back and punched a ticket for the Super Bowl. That's incredible. So excited for Sunday. Should be a fun one. Woo, baby. Yeah, it's going to be great. I, I can promise you this. If you donate to BYU, to the athletic department, that there's going to be a BYU Cougar wearing a Super Bowl <laughs> ring this Sunday night. Let's go. We need your help. Come on. <laughs> Chad, we love you, man. We Thank appreciate you. you coming in. Love Thanks you for coming in. Thanks. All righty. BYU Sports Nation continues. We'll wrap up uh, a memorable show in just a few moments. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can always subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. A memorable one today. And we have free apps, BYU TV, BYU Radio. You can download those. Some more uh, BYU player reaction to the Kobe Bryant news, and it is our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. This one coming from Harvey Longy on Instagram, who says, When I got to meet Kobe Bryant, he came and talked to the team when I was with the Patriots. Afterwards, we snapped a pic. I asked him, what would you tell a rookie trying to make a name for himself? He said, you got to be obsessed with your craft. Thanks for all you've done for the game and for all of us who have a dream. Rest in love. Today's Rise and Shoutout, of course, goes to Kobe Bryant. I want to read at Hayda Bega, one of my friends from middle school. During a timeout, he was a jazz ball boy. From the Lakers, within the Lakers, how do I hear... Brady, can you please get me a Powerade? It was Kobe Bryant. Wow. This made a big impression on me as he took the time to call me by name. From that point on, I've always tried to uh, go out of my way to call people by their name. That little interaction. He didn't need to know the ball boy's name. Incredible. He knew it. Incredible. Our thanks to today's guests, longtime NBA analyst, former BYU basketball great Michael Smith, and Chad Lewis, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle. Kobe Bryant wore his jersey during warm-ups. How cool is that? Some great stories today about Kobe and his life. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to all of the families and people impacted by this death. Go Cougs.